0: Yes, people. It is episode eighty-one of Chris Brain Dub. is me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? How has your weekend been? This is Sunday, six forty-two p.m. I'm recording this, and I am tired because I just feel like I've been going non-stop, non-stop this week. Um, all done this week. Gigged. Well, I've gigged all week. Well, I should have been in bed. So I, did a, I was at Booker's show on Tuesday, Comedy on Thursday, on a boat! On a motherfucking boat, y'all. On Friday. Um, and I'll tell you what, the Huawei camera. Our friends got this camera, and our camera, the Huawei P20. it's the P20. Oh my god! What a camera. I've never been that impressed by technology and cameras, but oh, oh just gorgeous style in the pictures. Absolutely gorgeous. I forced her to take pictures of anything that I wanted a picture of. Oh, that's really nice. Don't take it on my camera, take it on hers. <laughs> uh, I was at a boat on uh, then Saturday. Watched Spurs win 2 1. Do I have to sign anyone to win games? Proving that the squad's good enough. One game in. That's, it, that's all I need to see of football. And then I just chilled out. Uh, um No, went for dinner, sorry, went for dinner with my Family, the girlfriend in the family. They went back to my mum's house and we played um what's the game where you have to, you have a you have something on your forehead and everyone else has to act it out. You have to guess what it is. We played that. We started playing that around 9pm. And didn't stop playing until 2 in the morning. We got very engrossed in the game. And um, I'll tell you what. One thing I learned. No one in my immediate circle is very good at humming songs. <laughs> Rubbish at it. Rubbish. And then um, that's it. Then today, just been chilling out. Just got back home. Uh, getting ready to go away next weekend again. So I Live that jet set of lifestyle. I'm not going anywhere abroad. Just uh, going to lovely Bath. Bristol's beautiful sister. The ugly sister of the two is Bristol. Bath is beautiful. Like you've been to Bristol and then you meet Bath. And you're like, oh, oh, I, what? Are you two are you two like actual sisters, yeah. Oh, right. Why do you say actual like that? No, it's just you look um, different. Yeah, you just a bit just, just different, that's all. You're, like, you're both. You're, you're gorgeous, Bristol. Okay, I didn't say I wasn't, but I don't know why you clarified that. But um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm very tired. Not drunk, though. Didn't. I haven't drank since Saturday morning Afternoon It was afternoon Well uh I haven't watched anything on the news Ain't followed anything Don't know what's going on uh, I watched The Big Nasty show For the first time This morning And I actually Really enjoyed it Now I would have thought I'd been you know So woke Because I wouldn't like it But do you know what I just sat down Watched the show And It was fucking hilarious I actually laughed a lot. That was the last episode of the season. Catherine Ryan and... Uh, what else was there? Jonathan Ross. A few people from Love Island. I'm not going to list who's on the fucking show. Who cares? And did that. But, you know... That was all exciting. But what is exciting is the Premier League's back. Spurs won their first game. 2-1. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, I love Spurs, right? Arsenal just lost. 2-0 to City. Um... Arsenal gotta play Chelsea next weekend. They lose that, they're out of the title race already. You're not catching six points on City or Chelsea. You can't do it, Arch. You're Out of the title race, two games in. Pressure on. Um, <laughs> I don't know, if Chelsea do beat Arsenal, I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting on Arsenal people online. I'm gonna start trolling on Twitter. I think that's what I want to do more this year. Be more of a football troll. I think um I think it's fun because I'm not actually that emotionally invested in Spurs. In I am a Spurs fan. Got my new membership through the post as well. Lovely card. Um, yeah. It's it's gonna be funny to see Arsenal fans, United fans, everyone to try and get at me online when I'm not that bothered. Oh, the trash I'll talk. Oh, the selectiveness I have with facts and statistics. It'll be beautiful. It'll be great. But, um, yeah, Premier League season's back. Yeah, City look pretty good. I just saw highlights, saw Raheem Sterling. Not the same guy that plays for England. Probably because he's playing in the right position for City. Who knows? But I'm not going to talk about football on this podcast. Um, I haven't had anything deep happen to me this week. And sat there and thought, hmm, do you really think about that? Nothing. Yeah, you know, just, just had a nice week. Really, really nice week. That that's all I've had. Nice weekend. Uh, friends, family, girlfriend. I do you class your girlfriend as friends and family? Like, if I said friends and family to be in that, but the way, It's like a separate role, isn't it? Even if you've got like marriage, it's it's gonna be. Yeah, I don't think. I guess your wife is family, but. I feel like it's a separate role. Like, it, it should get its own little shout-out. Like, if you win an award, you say, yeah, I want to thank all my friends or my family. I just feel like... your partner would be like, oh, what about me? Why do people thank their friends and family when they win awards? You know, like, if you're an actor... you come across as an asshole if you didn't fake your friends and family, but, did they really, you know, did they really help your acting skills? Did they help your career that much? I don't know. The musings of a man sat in a car outside his house. Um, I mean, I've, I've got nothing else to say today. Uh, I can't think there's anything else for me to talk about. No. I just haven't watched. I'm I'm literally on Twitter now. I'm gonna look at trending um, topics, trending anything actually trending. Um, Oh, that's something that was trending actually. Fucking uh, what's his name? Idris Elba being linked to being James Bond. I don't want it. All right. I don't want him to be the next James Bond. James Bond is a white man, okay? He's a white man. That's how James Bond has been. It's how he is and how he needs to stay. First, you're going to have James Bond as a black man. Then he going to be a woman. Then a gay <laughs> No, I, it's not about that. I love diversity. It's amazing. It's given me lots of opportunity as a black. Um, I say as a black, not a black man, because the man part I don't need that for diversity. It's just as, as a black person, I get those. Yeah, it's cool little diversity points. But um, reason B, I just I just like character consistency. That's all. All right. I know he's fictional, but his fictional biography places his date, his uh, birthplace. You know, as Scotland, he's from like some kind of semi-aristocratic family. And, um, yeah, man. That, how undercover is Black James Bond going to be in Russia? Speaking Russian sounds super convincing, but it's like, yeah, but... You know, Sir Guy just does a hand motion around his face. Goes, yes, Bob, you uh you're black, so... No, Frankie Paul makes a joke of how far is a black man gonna get driving an Aston Martin without being pulled over. See, got that point as well. My thing is how black Twitter's are going to meltdown when James Bond is just banging white chicks all over the world. now why can't he be a black woman? And then he'll get with a black woman. He's like why does she have to be light skinned? And it's like. Oh. And so then James Bond will have to get with a black woman with natural hair. And then it shouldn't just start looking like Shaft. So to look like some, none no, of those 1970s exploitation films. And that's nothing. So I don't need to see that flipping dead pun or lie when I mean, it's the first Idris movie. It's like, oh, Bond, has something changed about you? And then he's I'm like, yeah, oh, i changed my hair. And then i be like, oh, it's so funny because he's done more to change his hair. The character, the actor's changed. And he's a different race. Ugh. yeah, it's, 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 I ain't got time for it. I'm not here for it. All right. Just, just make another character. Nothing to do with the Bond franchise. It's another secret agent. I mean, know what James Bond He needs to be American. No, they just made Jason Bourne. There you go. New, amazing character. So it's not happening. It. I just don't want the character remixed. Okay? Nothing against Idris. Look at the fuss they made when they made James Bond blonde. Daniel Craig was the first blonde Bond. That was actually a headline. I know. I'm only black man who's drinking martinis either. Right? Ignoring the fact that I have. Drank martinis on multiple times and I am a black man. That's when I've been in a martini bar, dirty martinis, two for one, happy hour. That's when I'm drinking martinis. You can't have James Bond not going into places because it's not happy hour. I said, yes, it's not me. James Bond drinking the martini. No man. Give me a rum. (laughs) Oh, dear. I mean, I guess you'd be more convincing going undercover in Africa. Even then, uh, probably more convincing if you're a white guy just exploring places you shouldn't be. (laughs) That's the part of the parcel, wouldn't it, of being a spy? Being in places you shouldn't be and not being racist. I'm just saying that that historically is better played by a white person. Not as historically, just currently, the repercussions. You know, these guys find someone somewhere where they shouldn't be, and he's white, they're more likely to hear him out. Oh, sorry, took the wrong turn, I was looking for the gents' toilet, but I must have gone left instead of right. Find a black guy, rummaging around in files, it's going to shoot him there and then, BAM! Jace Bond in America, fuck, imagine that. Jace, step out of your vehicle, sir. Please don't resist, sir, bam, 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 bam. Has anyone heard from Bond with his secret mission in America? Yes, mom, uh, M, I think 007's dead. What, he's been in America for literally five minutes, yes, but he's, uh. He didn't get a chance to speak, Mum. They believed he wasn't an African-American, so they, they got trigger-happy and shot him in the back four times and then in the face five times. Why would they do such a thing? Because he's African-American, mom. But he's one of our agents. He's James. But Bo- uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, Look, let's get on to Dear, Deirdre. Because um, I've had enough of my voice and uh, having to think of things to say. Move thirteen minutes in. Whoa! Like I said this doesn't have to be a long podcast. It just can't be super super short, right? Oh dear dear, dear. Here it comes. My uh. My husband's phone was full of flirty messages from girl he went to a festival with. Should I confront him? Depends how flirty they are. I was like, oh, wasn't it really good when that band was on stage and I was noshing you off behind the stage? Ooh, direct. Anyway, my husband went to a music festival with some mates and has come back with his phone full of suggestive text between him and one of the girls. I don't know what to do, I'm 24, he's 27, we have an 18 month old boy. Our relationship has been, has mainly been great, a few ups and downs, but nothing serious. Our sex life has taken a bit of a dive since our son was born, always, always. That actually it doesn't always have to be like that. No, but um, I'm tired with the baby, there you go, so you don't want to have sex with your husband. And my husband's been stressed, unstressed with work and being promoted into management. Again, that's no excuse to not kill a boner. And plus, he's probably going to boner with Festival Girl. Anyway, let's just hear the rest of the story. We always seem to go to bed and get up at different times. Okay, you could just plan to not do that. Or when one of you are about to go to bed, you could just like whack the genitals out. Like, let's do sex. I was I was happy about him going to the festival. It's not suitable for our son. And I know that when my husband goes to a festival like this, he will probably do some drugs. This sounds very conducive to a great relationship. Um, I'm not interested in that at all and don't like what he becomes when he's high. This sounds perfectly healthy. He only does it a couple of times a year, though. All right, a little bit of leeway. Oh, what is he? It's Just a little bit... It's a little disco biscuit inside of my face. Fuck off. Uh, when my husband came back this time, I noticed he was on his phone a lot more than usual. I asked him about it, and he said his mate who was still at the festival was texting him about the axe. It didn't feel right because I know he has the internet and he could just look at it. Anyway, I know I shouldn't have, but I looked at his phone, and when he was in the shower one evening... He was texting a girl who used to go out with one of his mates. Okay. Um, If he'd just run into her, I would have understood that. So why didn't he tell me? He came out of the shower and I had to put the phone down quickly, but I got another chance when he fell asleep after tea one evening. Checking back, there are loads of messages from him, from her all through the festival, arranging to meet up about, about what fun it was sharing a duvet when you got chilli watching an act one evening. And about how you made my festival. They could easily have slept together. It's hard to tell. No, if you're sharing a duvet and you made my festival. But well, right? why? Yeah. No, no. I'm going to be real here. If I'm messaging a girl's woman how fun it was to share a duvet. That means something happened while sharing the duvet. And I'm guessing I got a handjob. Unless this had full blown sex. Maybe they had a full-blown sex. So, let's see. I don't know this girl well enough to confront her and I don't want to admit to my husband that I've been on his phone. What do I do? Um, uh, let's keep on asking questions about what he did at the festival. Just, yeah, just keep, just keep pressing. Keep pressing. Oh, do you share a duvet with anyone? Yeah. Let's, let's leave those weird things just hanging in the air. Ask hypothetical questions. Ask him would he be mad if you shared a duvet with someone at a festival. And you'd be like, Nah. It's not a big deal. She shared a the duvet, innit? Just keep pressing. Just keep pressing. Now nah, fuck it, let's confront him because he's going to just eat at you. Just do that. Um, catfished my girl. I set up a fake Facebook account and discovered my girlfriend's infidelity. It's just an infidelity special, this one. Wait, I'm going to take a sip of water because you can hear how uh, shit my voice is. I was considering gigging tonight, but if my voice sounds like this, maybe I need to give it a rest. Right. Ah. Ah. Right. Um, a fake... Dear, 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 fake Facebook account I created helped me find out my girlfriend was in love with another guy. How? I'm 22 and she's 23. A couple of months ago, she went away for a hen weekend and unfriended me on Facebook soon after she arrived at the hotel. What the fuck? I phoned her immediately and she denied doing it. The next morning, she friended me again, but also added another guy. Later, I saw the guy had tagged her in a picture of them hugging. This girl is dumb. You're not ready. Get out of the relationship. It's done. It's done. You're not ready for a relationship. Neither of you are. Leave it. When she got back, I asked her what was going on. She denied that there was anything wrong and asked me to move in with her. No, she's doubling down on a mistake. Don't do that. I was too angry and refused. Correct. Later, I apologised. But by then, she changed her mind. Of course, she was playing. It's a hell Mary pass she made. Big long ball into the box. Get red on it, son. She then told me not to contact her anymore, so I made a fake Facebook account. In her cousin's name. I know it's wrong. But I had to find out the truth. It's clear she's in love with this guy. I love her too. But I want us to be friends. Even if we can't be together. Mate, fuck it off, man. She fell in love with a guy on a holiday that she met like for a few minutes. And now she's in love with him. She fucked you about. Don't be her, mate. She's probably a shit girlfriend and shit, mate. The person you went on a hen do with, they won't be friends. When they're like 25 yeah, she's only twenty-three. I'll give him two years tops before she tries to bang her friend's husband. Anyway. Um Let's see, 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 let's see. one last one. Come on, come on phone. Touch screen, I'm touching the screen. Oh, dear, dear, dear. play her game. Is wife's one night stand fantasy where we act out different roles normal? It's a fantasy, mate, so no. Not saying you shouldn't do it. It's just what the hell is a normal fantasy? Do you know what I want? I want us to play the role where I take out the rubbish. I come back in. Then you say, did you take out the recycling? And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, let me do that now. Oh, Ah, uh, Dear Deirdre, my wife has just told me her fancy is of us having a one night stand where we act out different personalities. I think that's a good way to not cheat. She's 32 and I'm 33 and we've been married for four years. I admit I was taken aback hearing her talk like this. She went on to say that she had never done anything adventurous like this before and didn't want me to think badly of her. She explained that she hears such stuff talked about all the time at work and finds it exciting. don't don't let some other guy feel that moisture i found it exciting too there you go then what's the issue although a little unnerving because what your acting skills are that great hey 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 my 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 name's um doug sorry mark 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 doug's my real name so mark what's your name Uh, oh what what kind of name's that lisa helen why would you pick helen Sorry, I meant to stay in roll. Sorry, I'm Mark. Nice to meet you, Lisa. (laughs) um, I asked her why she would not want to be herself in this scenario. And her her reply was she was scared she would like it too much. Our sex life is great anyway, but should I be worried? Is this a normal role-playing game? I think so. Just play, play the game, man. Play the game and bang your wife, all right? That's it. How long have we done of this podcast? It's it's been a dreadful podcast. Twenty two minutes is it's a short one. It's a short one. Uh like yeah. So Yeah. That's it. There's nothing, there's nothing else to say. Oh, okay. Girlfriend just basically say she's made it home. So good. Uh, all right, let's do a semi-serious one. Let's go. Every time I have sex with my boyfriend, it feels like rape. Rah. I love him a lot and it isn't his fault. It's because of what happened to me. She, she was abused as a kid, right? I'm 18, I was sexually assaulted by my ex when I was 16, down knew something like that. Since then, I've self-harmed and even tried to kill myself. I'm okay, but now, but I still get sad. I never feel good at having sex with the guy that I love. Um, he's 18 too, and he's lovely and kind. Um, he's the one person I've told about this. I feel it's my fault, and it happened to me, that it happened to me, and my fault, that I still feel so bad. I feel used, I feel used to have sex, yeah, I've actually been here before, um, so, not your fault, go seek help, um, and get that all resolved and stuff, your relationship with sex is just a dreadful one, and, um, you might have to forget your current boyfriend, it may not work out for you lot right now, in this moment. Um, it might work out for you later in the future, but you have to just let, I think you're gonna have to let this go and focus on yourself. Focus on yourself, get this sorted, resolve your issue with sex. Um, Why well, I'm too terrible and traumatic, I don't think you've, doesn't seem like you've seen, you've sought help for that, to get over that hurdle, so that'd be my advice. Get over that. And your boyfriend, yeah, easy to understand that he can't fix this. Again, this is all your, all your, um, your problem. Not your fault, but it is all your problem. Um, So yeah, I'd suggest seeing a therapist or counsellor of some sort. There's a lot of weight to put in your boyfriend because he loves you, he's going to try and fix it. But I said he's 18, he can't fix it. And you can't expect him to fix it. So yeah, get it done now while you're young, get it sorted. Um like I said, yeah, just seek help. And maybe uh the dude who did rape you what's happened there? Did you report it? Okay, this isn't any kind of victim blaming. I just wonder if that's like another thing that's lingering that you still have to see this guy. Only happened two years ago and you was sixteen, so I don't imagine your your circles that big when you're that age. So, um, I just strong chance I might see that guy around, so that's not going to help either. Um, so yeah, um, I can't tell you to report what to do regarding reporting that, because I know for a lot of women, um, you don't want to report these things because you're not believed when it happens, so, um, yeah, like I said, focus on yourself, focus on getting better, and trying to move on with your, with your life, don't. Don't let trauma define you, is what I'll try and say on that. But um, I'm going to leave this podcast on a note about um, rape. I don't think I can. But I don't think I could just go into something really jokey. Uh, no. Don't want to do now. Uh, dear Deirdre, I'm a closet gay who won't come out because I can't get an erection. How? That is a lot of. That is a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm a closet gay and I'm terrified to come out. I've even had girlfriends in the past as a cover. I'm 23 and I've been meeting and dating guys more recently, but when it comes to sex, I just can't get it up. I'm seeing a guy of 28 at the moment. He's lovely, but I'm worried he'll ditch me. Just like other guys have done if I can't perform. Uh, if I feel I can get it right with this guy, then I'll finally come out to my family and friends. i say, yeah, there's no point coming out gay and not actually getting action, right? Makes sense. They even bought some Viagra online so that when the time comes, I'll feel more confident about myself. Might need to see a doctor, why not get an erection? Um, this can be really ignorant. As a guy in a gay relation. can't you just give up the cheeks? Like you give up the cheeks and Yeah, maybe just change your role. Be a power bottom. <laughs> but yeah, erectile dysfunction. No uh I've expe- actually I've experienced it when I was younger. Do what it was, it was that uni. Dreadful time. Playing football, right? Football training. I've overstretched with the ball, turned one way. Leg went the other, and just in my perineum, my gooch, I just heard this crunching noise. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was just like, ah! And it just felt awkward, like, just felt like something misplaced in my gooch. And I was like, alright, cool. Anyway, went back to my dorm room, just, you know, being a guy who's 18, had a fun time on my own. Using my laptop, you can see what's happened here. And uh, do you know what the boy? The boy was a uh, had a bit of a, a bit of a lean. <laughs> you know what I mean, a bit of a, a tree in a mudslide there, just kind of you know, a bit of a slant. Like, was there a tornado in here? This this tree was more vertical. It was just hanging to one side. And I was like, oh. Oh shit! I think I've broken my, my penis. Maybe eighteen, broken penis. This is the end of the world. Um, and so yeah, and that was dreadful. That lasted for for a good two months. Two months of uni. I mean, obviously, I still got it in. Well, I could, but I couldn't keep it in because it just went soft and fell out. <laughs> No, and that was horrible. That was only for a temporary amount of time. And that was horrible. So if your thing's permanent, mate, you got to go. May not be physical, might be psychological. Maybe it's the chicken and egg thing. Maybe you can't get it up because you haven't come out. Your dick's like, fuck you. I'm keeping me in the closet. We like dudes. And I ain't coming out to play unless we start telling everyone that we like dudes. So you've let's hold. You tell everyone we like dudes. Or I ain't fucking playing. Come on, man. Get hard for me. No, no. Tell everyone we like dudes. Then I'm coming out. If you come out, I'll come out. I think that's what your dick saying, man. I think I solved it. Anyway, that is the end of the podcast. I've ended it on talking about gay erectile dysfunction, and I think that's a lovely note to end it on. Be thirty minutes cool, right? I'll be Griff. Um, uh, go on my website, check out when I've got upcoming gigs and stuff. I'm trying to get quite a lot this month. While everyone else is in Edinburgh, so yeah, why not? All right, people, that's it. End of the podcast. Cheers, bye.